0: Hi everyone! Thanks for thanks for listening in on another episode of Average Review. My God, we're in the second day of October, and I can't believe how interesting that things are happening. So, uh, just to continue a kind of a trend, so to speak, uh, I'm just doing like the kitty and friend, family friendly movies first before I hit the uh, in depth of the hardcore gore and. Horrifying ones that we have. So, uh, just to uh, keep it rough, uh, last episode I did mention that uh, it's a near and dear in my heart. This, too, also is a near and dear in my heart because this was back in uh, 93, 91, and dear God, it's been like 30 years. My lord, I think. Uh, the movie I'm talking about is the Nightmare Before Christmas. It's a classic, and there's always a debate on whether or not it's uh, two holidays in one. But uh, I'll get to that and that as well. So, uh, of course, uh, we are. If some of us know that movie, it's plain and simple. It's definitely good. Uh, I, for one, had the pleasure of meeting uh, both the hero and villain of. The movie, uh, Curse Sarandon and the gentleman who voiced and uh partake in singing uh, his lines of Oogie Boogie, uh, which by the way, they're both fantastic talents, they are amazing actors. Uh, especially uh, Chris Rannan, whom I've seen in many films uh, prior. Uh, even he did a uh, camera roll, uh for the remake of the classic uh, 1980s Fright Night. Um, that, uh, that will be somewhere uh, down the line later, but I'm not going to get into it. So uh, to kind of recap for those who may not have seen it, but um, do want to, you guys go right ahead. You can definitely find this, uh, like Hocus Pocus, uh, on Disney Plus, uh, because it's a Disney property. And, uh, in case you do or have found the copies of, uh, usually you find it in your local, uh popular stores. I'm not going to name them because you know who they are, what they are, or who they are. So, uh, if you have a copy on it, VHS, you're a classic person. Uh, if you find it in DVD and not the classic, but you find it in Blu-ray, uh, you're still classic because I, either each version, it's perfectly fine. Uh, there's always a telling of about zeros, nose and all that, but even so, I don't want to digress. So just to recap, uh, in a way, we begin the movie of how many holidays that we've seen. Uh, we've seen uh, St. Patty's Day, Thanksgiving, Easter. Uh, and above all, uh, both Halloween and Christmas is almost exactly... If I, if I have to say it like this, it's exactly almost exact opposite of one another. So it's kind of like uh, opposite polar, which is totally fine. It's totally okay. So... um so we open the door to Halloween, which we are captivated of what's going on in that world. And of course, uh Halloween Halloween town, in a way, is you know, the nice cheap ghouls that are uh living in there. There's the creature, werewolves, uh vampires, you know, standard classic uh horror monsters as well as uh uh, witches, and black cats, and, uh, of course, uh, Jack Skeleton, the pumpkin king of Halloween, and, uh, of course, the mayor, uh, with his, uh, two-sided face, no, literally, he has literally two faces, is just, uh, he's a lovely character, if you just ponder upon that. And, of course, you know, we we can't go anywhere without trick-or-treaters. Uh, I'll get to that later in the movie. But, of course, we get ourselves a wonderful blast of Jack Skellington coming in and being his own way of theatrical and theater-like of quality of sewing. He is still the king! but he's getting he's getting weary he's getting tired of the same old thing because he's constantly doing it year in year out year in year out it's basically just like if you're doing your nine to five job and just constantly like do the same thing over and over and over and over with no change so this gives our character the sense of morality and conscious because he's he keeps doing this he's Planning the same old thing over and over, and he he doesn't know how he can top himself off every single year, uh, which gives him down to the dumps. It's an, it's in, in a way a form of depression, uh, if I have to say it like that. But uh, it's not really the depression. It's just it's it's basically doing the same old thing over and over, and it's it's very you know it's very weary. Now, of course, we meet our uh, supporting cast of Sally and uh, Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, basically, it's a sad story that she wants to get out in the town, but he doesn't want to because uh, this, this relationship is kind of like an overdeveloped, uh, overprotective uh, father watching over his young, young child, his young ward, in a way. And this child wants to go out in the world. It's basically um, it's basically an overprotective parent, like I said uh, watching over a child who's ready to go out into the world. Of course, you know, one overnight and the mayor's trying to figure out where is Jack. And we all know where Jack is. He's pondering in the woods. He did his little number of saying woes me and Day after day. But even so, we find them going after what we've seen in the beginning of the movie. The trees. The trees symboli- uh, symbolizing the uh, holidays that we are in on certain things. And these are like uh, portals, in a way. You know, you just step into a door and then you come out into another plane of existence, so to speak. And of course, he finds himself landing in Christmas Town, and we always have that lovely number of what's this? What's this? This is recapt. This is recapturing his uh, form of wonder, his sense of creativity coming back a little bit. But he doesn't understand why. He wants to know why that this is so fascinating to him. It's not. It's not Halloween. It's not. It's not scary, it's jolly, it's colorful, it's... Do forgive me guys when I say this, but it's like literally a goth child going into the happiest place on earth and wondering, why does this make me happy? I'm feeling a different sense of an amusement. I'm seeing something totally new. Forgive me, because that's what I'm basically uh, recapturing on that one so of course uh, Halloween Town's citizens are going frantic because one of their own is missing Uh, sure enough he comes back bearing literally gifts Uh, this is gifts uh, that he acquired over at Christmas Town which gives them the idea that hey maybe we should think of what is this this is a whole new story and all that but Uh, Jack sees this as a scientific reason of wondering why am I seeing this what's making me want to do something now this is what I would like to call the uh, internal character turn hero to villain so to speak because even though his intentions were and I'm gonna quote this his intentions were doing something totally new but not in a sense of changing who he is, but he's trying to change how what he do or does uh, to break out of his little rut. So, of course, uh, he, he plots on taking over Christmas by replacing Santa with him. And, of course, you know, we're seeing almost a play-by-play of, of who, who, what, what. Uh, elves make toys. The citizens of Halloween Town making toys of their own version. And then before that, uh, Jack has literally assigned everyone uh, many things to do. In particular, the trick-or-treaters, which is Lock, Shock, and Barrel. Which, fantastically voiced uh, by... Uh, none other than uh, Danny Elfman who also sings for Jack Skellington uh, instead of portraying the role of Jack Skellington uh, which Chris Randon has portrayed uh, the voice talent of that one as very well but uh, we also have uh, Paul Rubin Uh, Paul Rubin for those who may not know who he is uh, he's literally uh, a famous 80's Personality, actually. And uh, he is best known being uh, Pee Wee Herman. Uh, Back in my day, Pee Wee was, like, huge. He was popular. I think I had one time the toy. Uh, Sadly, it's gone. And I believe Shock, Uh, the girl witch in in the movie is voiced none other than Catherine o'hara now keep in mind guys uh i said uh from an earlier uh episode that we're gonna hear about her yeah this is one of those characters that i want to talk about because she portrays this very well uh, of course you know Catherine o'hara is literally uh one half of eugene levy in the uh series uh sh- Wow. Okay, I'm going to apologize because it's Sheesh Creek. I don't want to say the actual saying because it sounds like a bad word. But uh, it's that series with Eugene Levy. His son uh, also was in the series. Uh, and she's the mother of the group. So back to the movie. Uh, they were tasked to kidnap Sandy Claus. Uh, according to Jack and bring him to Halloween town. Uh, which means that there's no harm, no foul. Just hold him until you know the Christmas deliveries is done. But of course, uh, in a, in this twist of events, and this is Halloween town, it's no surprise about that. Then Lock Chuck and Barrel decide, like, okay we'll hold we'll hold him and then we'll feed him to Oogie Boogie. Now that's the twist. <laughs> So, of course, uh, chaos ensues, uh, all of completion is done, uh, Jack told Sally that to make his costume the way that the design he put together for it. And uh, as upon completion, we are introduced to Santa Claus, which is a lovely plump gentleman with a white beard, red coat, with white fur on it. Of course, the traditional uh, standard of the uh, Jolly Old Saint Nick, literally. Um, But Jack only realized that there was only thing that he never had, and he took uh, Santa's hat as a symbol of completing of his costume which is, uh, if you want to put this in some sort of uh, Freudian role, he is taking over the character as the character witness uh, a disaster, in a way. So, of course, they're all getting and ready, and Sally is just going to find a way to sabotage the takeoff by uh, putting some fog mists in the uh, water supply. Of course, you know, knowing the monsters is not as deadly <laughs> as it looks, but it does give a thickness of fog uh, around the area. And there is no way of knowing until, of course, the beloved ghost dog Zero comes in and shines the bright way. Now, it's a minor, uh, minor convenience, but even so, Zero's nose was so bright... Yes, I'm quoting one line from Rudolph. Uh, So, it cut through the fog for Jack to fly through. To uh, sum it up, there's a lovely number uh, that Oogie Boogie sings while he's somewhat tormenting Santa. But, at the same time, he's playing with Santa. And, we are introduced of the near rescue that Sally's putting together, uh, but fails. And then we see ourselves watching Jack delivering all the uh, Halloween presents and how they come into life to terrorize the kids. Kind of traumatizing kind of traumatizing them on a Christmas day, so that's a terrible thing to think about. But at the same time, you know, this is their version of Christmas, not Christmas itself. (laughs) So, of course, the Army military comes in and they literally blow him out of the sky, making uh, the reign of the horrible Santa Claus uh, to stop and disappear. As news spread towards Halloween Town, there was a, a brief moment that it's not Proper, but even so, uh, this is a Halloween character. Um, blowing them out of the sky is not gonna stop this person, it's just gonna make them come to their senses like this wasn't what I had intended, this is not the plan that I wanted. I wanted to spread joy, but it turns out I am a Halloween person, I spread fear. And there comes the realization while Jack is in the graveyard with his tattered and ruined Santa suit, and underneath it is the, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be Bridger when I say this, literally Superman himself out of the costume to bring his own costume, um, proving that he is the Pumpkin King and he's feel revigorated and he feel, refreshed revitalize of knowing that this can scare people now. And then he realized that oh my lord, I forgot I have left Santa in the clutches. I gotta go get Santa and get this thing right again. So, of course, you know, Santa is being you know, detained with Sally in Oogie Boogie's lair. And Jack realized that what he's done, it was terrible, it was bad, so, uh, in a confrontation part, he confronts Oogie Boogie, and he doesn't like what he's done to Santa, and he's trying to free him, but Oogie Boogie doesn't like that plan, so he's trying to eliminate Jack in his lair, and even though it's a failed attempt, it was a failed moment where Oogie Boogie has a... loose thread where Jack just found the vulnerable part and he literally pulled the stitches which ends oogie boogie uh underneath the feet of Santa so um to somewhat set things right even though Santa is a little mad at Jack he is understanding a little that he wants to put things right but at the same time if he wants to do that again he has to talk with the other holidays so it's not just you know not just the same old thing it's just the one single thing you know so of course Santa and lickety split and all his jazz to fix things right whereas uh the town's folks thought that Jack was dead comes back uh among the group and cheerful and cheer, leaving us with a happy ending, so to speak, with Santa spreading snow in Halloween town, wishing everyone happy Halloween and Jack saying Merry Christmas, which gives us the traditional mutual holidays between one another. And of course uh, we find our hero who turns from villain to hero again and his supporting cast which is Sally embrace on a snow-filled curled tail heel, heel as we fade to black now um, for those who were wondering if this was a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie. Uh, this is where I become neutral. This is where I I become biased or non-biased or you know something that is in the line of being, you know, agreeable but not agreeable. And in my opinion, uh, it's actually both. I mean, there's aspects of Halloween, and then we have aspects of Christmas, and they're both enjoyable to watch on either side of the season holiday right there. And, of course, you know, you can't just automatically think like, oh, come on, there's more aspect of this side and then that side. No, it's almost like equal. Tim Burton literally had an idea, and he thought it through. Which, this is a painstaking uh, reminder that if you do stop motion or clay animation uh it does take a while Uh, it, it is a painstaking uh process that you have to not only take uh well back then uh this is where you take the footage little by little instead of just uh taking a photo i'm thinking this photo but it's personally to me it it seems to be kind of long for the animation to be filmed one stop at a time and then brought into the film reel as a single style image and just keeps rolling 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 but then again it works this is not tim burns first go around of stop animation he did it for his short vincent and then he revi- uh he revisits uh this with another of his films that he did his one of his shorts to uh, a digital part uh and that is frankenweenie uh which is another film i recommend to add But also keep in mind, you may have a beloved uh, pet that has either recently passed or on the verge, Uh, I understand, and I am going to apologize to recommend it, but for those who uh, cherish their pets, uh, love them, uh, even when they're departed, uh, sometimes uh, it is best to remember them as they were and not... As they are. So to speak. Uh, Lord knows uh, that I've lost as many pets as I can count. And that th- th- they were they're like little children to me. They were my children. And uh, I do miss them. Every day. Even though I don't think about them all the time. I know I miss them. Personally. And Frank and is one of those films that. Would bring me there. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to dredge it up because this episode is about the Nightmare Before Christmas and this film has been both joyous and a treasure uh, to my heart because of seeing how this stuff progresses uh, throughout the years and for almost nearly 30 years, or actually past 30 years, I don't know which one, this was literally a milestone for me that I realized I'm getting old, uh, (laughs) no, I'm kidding, uh, um, yeah, so, this film is, just like many others that I've seen before, has been a treasure, and I thank you for listening, uh, as we close out, uh, As always, uh, you guys have a good time, and until next time, I will, uh, put out these things as fast as I can, so, see ya. Hey guys, I want to thank you for, uh, listening, uh, to my podcast, I'm also know, known to be over at not only Spotify, but as well as, oh wow, I'm also on Spotify, Breaker, uh, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Public, uh, Radio Public. So yeah, if you guys want to keep on listening, uh, besides me covering certain stories, uh, just shoot me a message on my review page uh, over at anchor.fm forward slash Edward-Castro5. That is uh, C-A-S-T-R-O, and as a joke, no relation.